again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good to be with you, sir. Yes, always, Dwayne. I know it's uh, Monday, and um, I, I had a packed weekend, busy, busy, and, and also um, I just got done, rushed to the call because I just taught a kickboxing class, which I normally don't do, and um, it was fun. I had a good time. I, I, you know, I, I approach it from a totally different perspective, so um, you know, I, I train people like if they were actually going to learn how to actually be kickboxers rather than just learning how to burn calories. So uh, yep. that was fun, and they seemed to like it. And I even took them into a 10-minute meditation at the end. And I'm like, have you guys ever meditated? And at the end, they're like, wow, that was awesome. I should do that more often, you know, that kind of thing. So it's fun. So now we're here and uh, on the call, and we have a short week this week. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and, and I hope most school owners do. I hope they're not uh, – uh, well, they shouldn't be open on Thanksgiving. Um, right. And I'm wondering if they take the rest of the week off. I know for us, we close Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and then we're always closed on Saturday and Sunday anyways. So, um, yeah, how about you guys? What's your schedule for this week? Oh, we're closed. Uh, for, now, the, now, here's my dilemma. Um, normally, my dojo's closed, um, but uh, so I am closed. My martial arts side of things is closed. And then um, I'm trying to figure out, we're going to kind of go to like a skeleton schedule for the kickboxers because they like to work out on that Thursday or that Friday, you know, and do like a morning workout or the Thursday Thanksgiving workout before they eat. So it's kind of hard. It's a whole nother mindset, which is a fitness uh -huh. mindset. I'm struggling with, you know, I just would love to just follow the same schedule, but they get pissed off, the kickboxers. Um, so I'm kind of like, normally with the dojo, I'm like, shut it down. We're all good. We're all relaxing. My team gets a break. I get a break. No worries. But now I'm kind of worried about the kickboxers now. Well, yeah, and I'll so tell anyway. you, uh, when I when I used to have a kickboxing program, I, I closed anyways. And Yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard some complaints, but I also told them that, you know, your body needs a rest. And, uh, you know, heck, even when I close a week in the summer and two weeks for, um, you know, uh, uh, Christmas time and New Year's time, I it, it, that's just the way it was, and everybody knew coming in. I'm, I mean, again, I, I heard some complaints, uh, and I'm sure there was probably more that never got to me. But, um, yeah, right. It, it, it is a different – you're right, it's a different mindset because um, that that type of fitness business is, is, is run different, differently, and that's personally why I, I don't want to have that type of program in my school anymore. Uh, and I don't, but uh, yeah, and you, you know, know what, you know, and that's, want to be close. you know, that's true. And, and you know, that's where, um, you know, and, and anyway, you and I, we decided today we're just going to chat, you know, and have like an open, honest conversation so the listeners could hear it. Because I guarantee you they're feeling, thinking, or being involved with the same type of thing that we are, asking the same question, should I close or shouldn't I close? And, you know, we've, we've had a whole entire call about how much you close, how much I close, and um, now I'm talking about the fitness kickboxing going like, okay, so I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to close entirely, but I am going to close um, a good majority of those classes so that at least they could come in and get a workout and not feel like they got gypped or they, you know, they, they could burn calories or whatever. But I'm certainly not going to, you know, have two separate mindsets entirely for my kickboxing program and my martial arts. And, and I also want to build my kickboxing program so that it's very 
martial art based. I, I don't really want a fitness only kickboxing where it's like going to the gym and that whole entire model that's out there. I want this to be more hardcore. Um, you know, people like, you know, listen, they're not afraid to sweat and get dirty and smell. And, you know, I'm not looking to have, you know, gold faucets and, you know, uh, ivory, you know, ivory countertops and marble countertops and all that other stuff. Well, I know, like, even when I had our MMA program, too, you know, the MMA people, they're, they're like a fitness mindset as well, where they wanted to be open. They wanted to come and work out, especially right. when they had a fight coming up. You know, when right. we had fighters that had had fights coming up, it was really difficult to close. And, and so my MMA coach would actually go in and just open up for them, but we never advertised that we were open. Um, right. And, and so, I mean, and again, that, that's – not the only reason why I don't have an MMA program anymore, but I'm, that's that's part of it. I just I want to be shut down. Um, so and, and you know I, I was thinking too maybe in this conversation that that uh, we also talked since we have Thanksgiving coming up, maybe we talk a little bit about this year um, ups downs uh, things that we're thankful for. Um, you know even the things that maybe are downs that we're thankful for. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd love that. That's a great idea. So you want to go first or should I? Um, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Go ahead, hit it. Give me give me some ups and downs this year, and, and I'll give you some ups and downs, and we'll we'll just kind of bounce back and forth. Well, for me, I mean, you know, there's – I have to constantly remind my coaching clients, you know, that, you know, there is always going to be, when you're in business, ups and downs. There's just no way around it. I mean, you know, if you're – and I call it exposure, right? The more exposure you have – um, you know, the more chances you are going to run into way, you know, a larger amount of, of you know, downs and a larger amount of, of ups, you know, some, some extreme highs and some extreme lows. You know, when you have five students, you're less likely to have people get mad at you than when you have 55 or 550. Um, so, you know, for me, I, you know, like, for example, I just had my inter-school tournament, right? It's a great Shi'i um, we call it a Shi'i family gathering, a friendly competition among family members. Um, and, you know, I had like uh, probably like 80 or so uh, competitors and probably two parents for every kid coming in and out throughout the day. We started at 9.30. We ended at like 2 o'clock. We were cleaned up and ready to go. Great day financially, although I do pay my team. I have to buy medals, and, and that doesn't take into account all the time it takes to promote it and all that other stuff. But anyway, out of that, I think I have two people that I, could, I that I know of that made themselves you know made it made everyone aware that they were unhappy. One was a mom who um, didn't know the times were changed. Now, meanwhile, I have to preface this by saying uh, her child came to class twice last week. In fact, I know because I taught. We had an eight and a half by eleven front and back sheet of paper on our glass front door when you walk in. Literally at face height. So when you walk in, it says Shi'i Times, right? Then, then on the wall, we had another one that said Shi'i Times, right? Then I paste, posted it up like 10 times on Facebook um, and, you know, and sent out an email. And the mom still didn't get any of that info, and she was mad at us. So I, I kind of almost want to say, what else can I do for you? You know, could I come to the house and deliver a message? You know, do you do stuff through Pigeon maybe? I'll put it on a Pigeon, and the Pigeon will deliver the message. I, I don't know what to do <laughs> at this point. But, you know, what? I, I don't also don't want her to be pissed at you know, because it bothers me. I'm here talking about it right now, so obviously it annoys the crud out of me. Um, and, then, uh, and then I had another mom who was upset that her young girl, who, who I love, she's a great kid. In fact, the mom was my student when she was a teenager. 
Um, and, uh, you know, she's upset because her daughter wasn't paired off with people that were fair competitors. The competitors that she went against were the same age and the same belt level, but they were outstanding students. Um, just so happens that they came to the competition, and so did she, and, um, you know, she went up against them. Everyone is so encouraging. Uh, you know, the kid left happy, but the mom and dad were furious, and then the mom was crying and upset to the point where the little girl started to cry, and she's like, she, this is an eight-year-old or seven-year-old. She's like, it's okay, mommy. I'm happy. These shouldn't be unhappy. You know, I'm okay with all of this, and I had a good time. And the mom's like, no, this is not the way it should be. It, and, like, she's carrying on in front of her daughter. I'm like, this has to stop right now. You know, you've got to stop doing this. And then she, I thought she calmed down, but she just went on to complain in the parking lot and anyone who had listened to her. And, and it was just, anyway, so there's some ups and downs on everything we do, some extreme highs and lows. Um, those are just two that happened to me this weekend. Um, and then I had some employee issues, too. My kickboxers, a few of them I had to let go because they had the wrong attitude. A few of them were trying to tell me what to do. Um, so I just said, okay, it's time for us to part ways. And then I also lost one of my, my program managers who's been with me for four years. Um, he's just going through some, some personal issues, and I had to let him go as well. So I'm back in teaching. I taught a kickboxing class, and now I'm like, like I'm in full-time again, kind of, in a way. And uh, I, I like it, but I don't like it. <laughs> so, well, and you don't want it to be a, a permanent uh, position because it's right. It's difficult. Right. To, it's difficult yeah, exactly. to steer the ship. Yeah, it's hard to steer the ship where it needs to go uh, when when you're you know filling the tank of gas and all that other stuff. So you know, it, 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 there's sometimes you got to hop back in and work in the business. Um, yeah. But you do that. You do that until you can obviously fill it and. Um, right. You know, so that you continue to work on the business. Um, you know, as you were, as, go ahead. One thing I could tell you, though, it's kind of easy to get caught up in not getting back out, you know, and staying in because, like I'm saying to myself, wow, I fired three people, um, and, and that's about, like, 850 bucks a week in payroll. So I'm going, like, wow, if I just do it for the next month or two, I'm going to save myself, like, you know, four thousand five thousand dollars i'm like what can i do with five grand maybe i'll go buy the new tesla you know like i'm thinking like that maybe i could work a little more you know and not and work you know so it's funny how your brain starts to bring you it kind of almost it kind of almost justifies the actions and you're right i you know you have to be a business owner and you go no there's no way i'm going in to clean the toilets again i don't care what happened you know that kind of mindset right yeah well i and and i uh I was just thinking that the, the the freedom of being able to steer the ship um, just allows you – it does allow you to be able to hop back in when need be. And right. if you were in there, if you, if you have to be in there, um, when something else goes wrong or you have to fire somebody else, now uh, you can't double yourself. You know, but you can when you're when you are stepping out of the business and working on it rather than in it, and you have other people that are working in it. When something right. happens, you can step in for a period of time and and uh, and replace that person. But right, you know, I mean, it would be it would be as if um, you know I had to let my head instructor go or he moves away or whatever, and I go in and I just I don't develop another head instructor. Uh, I just stay in as the head instructor, and then when the other uh, instructors leave or, or whatever, you know, or somebody's sick, I can't duplicate myself and be right. two people at once. So right. there is something to be said about quickly replacing yourself uh, in those type of situations. So, 
Yeah, exactly. And, but, and you know what I also – But I would say, to... you know, the positive part, too, I mean, uh, is what? Now that you're stepped back on the floor, I know it is when I step out on the floor, you have you have parents that go, wow, you know, I uh, – they, they, like – this like, it sounds like I'm talking about myself, but I don't mean it this way. I step out on the floor and I teach, and I'll have parents go, wow, you know, I, I, uh, there's a big difference between uh, the way that you teach and the way that you're instructed. Not that your instructors are bad, uh, Mr. Bryant, right. but uh, they're, they're not you. And, well, that's right. <laughs> they're not me, and, and they shouldn't be me. I don't want them to be exactly like me. I want them to be themselves. Oh, well, isn't that interesting, though? It's like I had that same thing happen where a dad, he has this little kid, Ethan. He's the cutest little thing in the world, and the dad goes, my God, my kid, like, fears you. And I'm like, but, but is that fear? He goes, well, it's not fear like he's afraid of you, but he doesn't want to disappoint you, and he listens to everything you say. I said, that's because I have clear expectations of what I want. And, he, and the dad kept recorrecting, like, no, no, I didn't mean like, you know, he didn't want to make it sound like I was a tyrant or anything like that. But it was interesting at how his observation was the minute I walk out there, I carry myself with a certain kind of personality that not everyone else does. And, and you know, that's through, it's a kind of a learned skill, isn't it? I mean, you and I, I mean, it's experience that kind of makes that happen. So I wonder, yeah, I think like, so. How do we I think so, out? yeah. You can teach it well, to a certain extent. I do, but I think also that there's a delivery process that um, I know for for me that I'm able to deliver it differently. And I think my instructors have pretty much clear expectations to a certain degree, especially my top instructors. But my delivery process is a little bit different. And the only way that I can explain it, is, and it's a phrase that I use quite often, is that, uh, you know, I, I like to have fun, but I don't mess around. Right. Right. Yeah, I say the same thing. I go, I, I say, I like to have fun, but I don't, I don't goof around, right? So it's like, you know, you could have fun, but you can't goofy or, or not listen, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's right. awesome. Now, yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I was going to throw out this. This happened to me this year where, uh, and, and, and I, I, I really think it's going to be pos- more positive than, than originally thought, as I had one of my adult instructors uh, lose his job and then get a new job. Well, okay. this new job now doesn't allow him to be at the first um, adult class on Monday, or excuse me, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And and the way that I've structured my adult class is I have it there on Tuesday, Thursday nights, and I have a beginners and intermediate happen at the same time. And then after that, I have an advanced and junior black belt. So. He can make it to the advanced and junior black belt one, but not the beginners and intermediate all the time, uh, okay. and more more often than not. So 90, 95% of the time, he's just not going to be there. So I just figure 100% of the time, he's not going to be there. Right. Well, uh, I'm thinking, okay, how can I do this where, um, you know, my students can still get taught, and but, but the way that I have it set up is, you know, I have a kids' classes and adult classes. Well, I decided – that I was going to test out for the, 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 the next three months, meaning September, October, and November, I was going to test out having my uh, adult beginners that happen at the same time as my children's beginners. I was going to have all the beginners those, those whole three months work with the kids. So it was just, you know, one classroom, you know. Uh, it was the 7 to 12-year-olds are now mixed with the 13 and up. And I saw – nothing wrong with it. I heard no um, 
no bad news from any any in fact i heard some of the parents that are that have kids in that class were actually thankful that they actually got to even if they were a belt behind they got to actually see their kid work from time to time or be in the same class and what it did for their kid was amazing too and i know that there's a lot of schools that have you know the one room schoolhouse type thing probably not the three four five year olds or whatever or six year olds or something maybe that's separate but right. there's a lot of schools that don't have just adult classes. So I did right. that because I am going to uh, get away from and not have by the, by the beginning of the year, and, of course, my uh, adult population and, and teenage and adult population don't know this yet, but it will be coming out next week, that at the beginning of the new year, um, you know, that, that specific class, those specific classes will no longer be there, but there's more options now. Because really right now they can only come Tuesday, Thursday at that time. That's it. Now right. I'll, I'll be able to have my normal kids, you know, quote-unquote kids classes. I have some on Tuesday, Thursday. I have some on Monday, Wednesday, and they're all at different times. So that's the right. way that I'm, I, for lack of a better term, that's the way I'm going to spin it is that, you know, now you have more options. I'm sorry that this one isn't available anymore, but you actually have more options, more opportunities right. to come. And, and and the what's going to allow me to do is I will because right now the way that had the way that it's had to have run I've had to have two instructors in that classroom one to teach the beginners one to teach the intermediate one to teach the advanced and one to teach the junior black belt and now I already have those classes going on so I'm going right. to gain one additional instructor that has been in those classes not the one that that. Uh, um, you know, lost their job and got a new job, but but the one that has been consistent there. So I've actually gained an instructor, which will be right. nice because then I can put him on to those other classes. It's not going to cost me any more money you know, uh, for um, uh, my my uh, my employees, and uh, I get I gain that instructor in those classes. So what was potentially going to be in my eyes initially was a negative oh my gosh what am i going to do how am i going to fill it nobody really is at that person's caliber yada 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 um, right I, and and the way that i'm going to do it now um is going to be more scalable for me because then when somebody calls off it's just one person that's calling off in a you know in a in a class that has a plethora of instructors already so losing one person in that specific class is not going to be that big of a deal where it was a big deal uh, in the other ones because I only had two instructors in there and one was not able to show up or whatever, that really put a break right. on us. Yeah, you know what, I look at it sometimes like, I, you know, I love all these business shows, the reality TV, but I like the ones that are more on a positive note at the end, like a kitchen nightmares when they come in and they redo the entire systems and they come out and they redecorate the whole place. And I always notice, like, especially Gordon Ramsay, he'll look at the menus and he'll say, wow, you have just way too many products. You have way too many items that you're selling. That's why you can't get it done in time or finish it off properly, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes scaling back your classes, you know, it's great to have a white belt only class, but if you don't have any white belts in that class, why bother? Right, because they, they need to be around people. They want to, you know, they want to train with others, right? So you have to kind of, you know, got to look at what you're doing and just make sure that it's right for you. And that's sometimes what we forget. Right, exactly. And I will be able to have, because I think that's what's going to happen. I have a front room and a back room. My back room is bigger than my front room. And I think yeah. I'm going to have just the white belts in that front room. And then the other two levels, yellow and orange, which are my beginner levels, the yellow and orange will be in the back room. And, I, again, I still have the same amount of instructors. I, in fact, I have one more extra. 
so it, 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 I think it's going to, in the end, I think it's going to be a lot, lot better. I'm sure that there'll be a couple of complaints, um, but in the grand scheme of things, everybody that else is new coming in, and I'm a primarily kids program. I think that between adult, a teenage and adult students, I have probably about uh, 50, let's say, that are in right. that uh, 13 to, you know, adult age and uh, in fact i have some of them that come in and watch their kid and they're the same belt level as their kid they'll come in on a different time for their kid to come to class and then they have to wait until later in the night for their class my gosh they'll be able to just train with their kid and be done Uh, so i I think it'll end up being a positive that's obviously the way that i'm going to introduce it uh to the teenage adult population that it's a positive so um well that's a so I'm always kind of curious, what other – go ahead. No, I was going to say you always have to, and I don't want to use the word spin or, you know, sell it, but you got you just got to explain it so that people see it as a benefit. Because even though um, it could be a positive thing, people tend to fight change, you know. No matter what it is, they tend to fight it. So you have to be real careful at how, how you present it. Um, but as long as it's, you know, I always say for every negative, we throw out three or four positives, you know, so that way we're always going to have, uh, you know, a successful transition. So, uh, yeah, so for me, I, I think that my biggest struggle is always, um, well, I mean, for ed- any school, is always, you know, number one, um, enrollment, number two, retention, Number three, I think, employee, staffing, right? Whether they are a program manager or they're a kickboxing instructor or they're a martial art instructor, those are probably identified the three most important facets of of our business, and those are ones that constantly give me the most struggle. Um, You know, and when I say most struggle, it's the ones that I have to spend most time dealing with throughout the year. Uh, of course, you know, bookkeeping and paying bills is also in there as well, but as long as you're making money and everything is working right, you don't really have a problem with that. So those are my issues. I've, I've gone through a bunch of my kickboxers uh, that, you know, this year. Um, there's really no loyalty there because they're not my martial arts students, so I'm actually trying to incorporate more of my martial arts students into the program so that they can teach more. Um, I also uh, like that the, my martial arts students are actual martial artists. I, I laugh at some of these kickboxing instructors. They couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag, yet they could teach a fitness class. And uh, they think that they actually know, and, I want, and I'm sure you do too. You watch them kick and punch, and you cringe at their form and technique. Um, so that's one of my issues. And then I've had some issues with the program managers where it's about follow-up and follow-through. Sometimes, as, and I'm admitting to this, and, and most coaches wouldn't, but, um, you know, sometimes I, got, I get comfortable and I don't want to go into the school and, and I'm trusting that people are doing their job properly. And um, just recently looking at certain things, I had, the, you know, I had like uh, 20 contracts that were unsigned by my program manager. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, they renewed. He switched their billing. Their billing continued so we didn't lose any money. He just said, okay, when you get a chance, Mrs. Jones, come in and sign your contract. And they never did. So we had the last two weeks, we've been following up on contracts, checking those people, making sure that they all sign. And and it's my fault because I didn't follow up and follow through. I thought this gentleman who was working with me was doing all that the right way. I just assumed that there was no way he would never do that. However, you know, that's the problem. Sometimes you got to always check and follow up and follow through. Yeah. And, you know, that's where, I mean, I remember one time you talked about that you got rid of a program manager years ago, and that's how you came up with your, your DNA, the daily necessary activities sheet. 
Um, and so that was a positive. Even though initially it was a negative, you decide, you know what, I'm going to do this job and I'm going to document it. And now you have a system and how things are supposed to run. Um, right. And, you know, the, the, the downfall, and we all fall through with this, is that you, um, you know, you didn't inspect what you expected. And right. we do that. every. That's just you. I'm just, you know, but that that was the downfall. I've done that before. Um, you know, I lost a, a program manager late last year. Um, and, you know, now I have two. One that's right. going to be uh, full-time coming up now. And then the other mm-hmm. one's part-time. And, uh, uh, it, it, you know, initially it was, uh, oh, my gosh, type thing. But really it's been a benefit because we've actually gone through and documented our systems. Uh, the other person, the other program director, um, you know, I, I had personally taught, but it, nothing was written down. It was, And she knew how to do her job. She did it very, very well. Um, right. But now since that happened, I did what you did. I went back. I mean, I didn't go in and do do it you know, myself, meaning that I right. was running the program director's spot, but I, I worked hand in hand. We documented everything. We're still doing stuff. There's still things like yeah. we're still changing some uh, systems and stuff, and we're documenting those as well, and then we're going to put them on video, um, those type of things. So, it, it, you, you know what, initially, what I, what I love about what you're doing, and I don't even know if you, you realize, I know I'm sure you do realize this, but Having and I did this too, where I had you know I have two schools, so I had multiple program managers, right? So what I like to do was switch them up, and they both managed both schools equally, um, so that when one person happened to be, you know, because people easily get in their groove, and when they're in their groove, they can hide things because they know what we look for, what we don't look for, what we expect, what we don't expect, what we ask to see, and what we don't. Um, so anyway, it was always good because these two program managers kept each other in check because they didn't like it when the other person didn't do what they were supposed to do the day before because then it became their job. And they would come to me and say, hey, listen, I- I'm not trying to rat anyone out, but, you know, Joe didn't do what he was supposed to do, um, and he claims that he did, and now I have to do it. So th- there was kind of a checks and balance system um, by by using, you know, that double person you know, part-time, full-time kind of mentality. So that's a good thing for you. Yeah, and I, you know, the other part to it is I obviously when somebody's sick, I want somebody to be able to cover it because I don't necessarily want to have to, I mean, go in a night and do it, you know, one day, maybe two days, but I don't want to be attached to it because um, it doesn't allow me to do my bigger job, my more important job. And I don't mean that that job isn't important but more important for the business job, if that makes sense. You know, again, we're right, yeah. on the business, not, it, totally. not in the business. So uh, I, I think, too, you know, um, that's where us as entrepreneurs, we have to um, really have an outlook that is optimistic about the future, but realistic about the present. And we also need to, as entrepreneurs, as school owners, to be, uh, you know, take – take responsibility for every single thing that happens within our school because the moment that we decide to give up the responsibility, we also, you know, lose the ability to be able to change it. And so I'm thankful. I'm, you know, even though some of the problems that occur, I, I, I'm actually, I, I actually, and I have to tell myself this from time to time, I'm thankful for those problems because um, if, if, uh, if I'm, if, if I don't take responsibility for them, then I can't fix them. You know, if Mr. B, yeah, my head instructor does something wrong and I, I don't take responsibility for it. I mean, we just had a, uh, an inter-school tournament, right? 
uh, right. a few weeks before you, before yours. This one went a lot smoother than our last one, but we there was one mistake. Uh, somebody was told a half an hour later than what the starting time was. And right. it was my program director that, that, that told this parent that. And uh, he, uh, so I got her in the next level, you know, but she had to go against people that were two belts higher than her. But, and, right. and he was like, hey, that, you know, we'll, we'll take it. And, and I told right. him, I said, I'm so sorry. That's my fault. And, and uh, I, you know, I wrote him a check and gave him his money back. And, you know, he's like, no, right. no, you don't have to do that. She's still going to compete. And I said, no, this is the right thing to do. And I still gave him right. my money back. Um, but, you know, I took full responsibility. Now, I did have my program manager there. She apologized and she said it was her fault. And, and uh, right. you know, it was her fault, but it's my responsibility. But I, I, I guess that's where I'm coming as, you know, as bad as things might seem, we need to embrace those uh, embrace those problems and those failures because then that allows us, that gives us the uh, uh, ability to be able to change those. Yeah, and that's important because, you know, sometimes, you know, that old saying, you have to learn from your mistakes. And here's, here's goes back to, let's, you know, stay on the Shiite topic, that one mom who was upset because her daughter didn't excel. And the girl's got a whole bunch of issues. I mean, when she came to me, um, she was in special classes in the school, and the parents were fighting with the school system. You know, hey, Shion, do you think you could help her? Yes, I can. Get her in here. And then, of course, she's, she's flourished in our program. She's a purple belt now. She's come light years. But yet the parents are very... Um, they come from a confrontational mindset. Everyone is against them. They're always used to fighting the world. And uh, and she started doing that with me yesterday, which really kind of upset me because I've always been on her team fighting with her alongside of her child. And now she's kind of throwing me into that same category. So lo and behold, I, I want to just say, what a jerk. You know, I'm so sick of these people. I put so much effort. But the real answer, you know, what I get out of our conversation as well is that Sometimes you need to just say, okay, what can I do? Like that one mom was mad because you didn't tell them the time or I didn't tell my mom the time and that one parent is mad, you know. So what could we do better to communicate? What could we have done well, better to make their experience better? That's that's right. And uh, I think that's the way you look at it. I, was it three months ago we had our last belt testing? Because this is our belt testing week right now. Uh, three months right. ago, we had a belt testing, and I had some some kids that that didn't pass. I mean, they had earned all their stripes to go, but for some reason, when they got to the test, they didn't pass. And either a, once they earned their stripe, they stopped practicing it, or b, they were nervous, or whatever it was. But it doesn't matter. They weren't they they weren't prepared enough to pass that test. Well, I had um, I, one mom who was just livid, and and to be right. quite honest with you, I can't believe her son didn't pass because he is such a good student uh, right. and, and a very just, okay. So in the combination that he was doing, it was, you know, with a jab cross and different uh, uh, hand techniques after that. Well, every time we were calling jab cross, he was doing cross jab. He did right. that three times in a row, three times right. in a row. And he fought and he flunked. Um, right. And he, I'm sure it was a brain fart, whatever. They had to do the next three months over again. Um, but I can assure you this testing time, he's going to look phenomenal. Uh, I had another, I had another mom who her daughter, she was actually quite supportive. She just wanted me to talk to her daughter to encourage her. She wasn't going to let her daughter quit, but she wanted me to talk to her, encourage her. Well, she, she's been practicing her stuff so much. It was the same combination. She did the same exact thing. She did cross jab. She flunked. 
Well, she came right. to our tournament, and that's part of her form uh, for the beginners in our tournament, and she got first place in that right? because she's been practicing it so much. I had another dad well, who was livid that his, his son didn't pass, and I had to talk to him about it. Like, you know, I was saying to him, you know, look, sir, uh, you know, if you don't uh, pass at, you know, your college course, you have to do it over. He's like, yeah, right. but I've got to pay – I've got to pay for the next three months for my kid to be here. And I said, that's exactly what you would have to do in college. He said, but right. he's doing the same material. I said, you're right. He is doing the same material. But he didn't learn it well enough the first time. Yeah. And I had another like, mom, same thing. Had another mom, same thing. She said to me, uh, she even got to the point where she said, well, we're going to look at other schools. And I said, you know, I said, unfortunately, you're talking to me in, in my latter part of my career where I've done this quite, quite a lot. And uh, right. 10 years ago, 12, 12 years ago, if you would have told me that, I said, I, I probably would have been shaking in my boots. I said, but right. nowadays, different story. I mean, I said this to her. And I said, uh, number one, it's America. You're more than welcome to go anywhere you want to go. But number two, you signed an agreement to go to at least Red Belt. So you're going to pay for six more months anyways, whether she stays here or not. I said, right. and then number three, I said, I don't take threats lightly. And she said, well, that's not a threat. I said, well, yeah, it is. What else do you call it? I said, you're pulling that out of your pocket because you want me to shake in my boots and change my mind. I said, that's right. not going to change, and I don't take threats. I said, the other thing is, number four, I, I remember sitting down with you specifically on your daughter doing our program, and you had already checked out other places and thought this was the best fit for your daughter. And now right. it's going to be different just because she didn't, uh, you know, which was funny because I actually remembered <laughs> uh, sitting yeah. down with her. So, but I look at all those and go, okay. What can I do better? I'm not, I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not going to uh, pass people if they don't know their stuff, but what can I right. do better to make sure that I communicate that to the student and also the parent? And let's make sure that they don't even earn their stripes so they can't go to the testing. So the, this past three months, what we did is we implemented a couple of things. One had to do with uh, uh, being a lot more stringent on their uh, belt or their, excuse me, their stripe test exams. So, you know, like we have a, a stripe for hand technique, a stripe for foot technique, a stripe for form, stripe for self-defense, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, we had kids that weren't earning their uh, skill stripes. And we said, look, you better go make a private lesson. Otherwise, you're not going to earn it and you can't go to the test. And then you're not even going to uh, test and you got to start all over again. And then we made yeah. that communication to the parent as well. So um, mm -hmm. these these problems we need to be thankful for because if done right – they will reveal to us uh, constraints in our, in, our, in, our, in our processes and in our systems for our school to be able to grow. You know, some school owners are, why can't I get past 50? Why can't I get past 100? Why can't I get past 150? Well, there are, there are constraints. There's problems that are, that are choking your business out, and you need to reveal those problems and come up with solutions to those problems so that then, then, you, then you can grow, then you can go further. Than that, I'm sorry, I'm occupying the conversation. I got oh, no, a little no, passionate dude. there. No, I love it. And you know what's funny? I, I I had a parent the other day, and and I don't know. Sometimes I get these spurts of uh, you know uh, good analogies, right? And so the parent said the same thing to me, like you know, well, well, I want my kid to pass, and he didn't pass, and I'm like, okay, so what do you have to do? You know, and and you know, I said to him, I said, you know, with the mentality that you have right now, I hope and pray that you change that mindset by the time they're old enough to drive. 
I said, because if they don't know how to drive and you want to pass them through just to get their, their license, and you're going to, no matter whether they know the material or not, and your only concern is to keep their self-esteem high by giving them a license, they're eventually going to get killed. And the reality is, is that it's no different in the martial arts than it is driving a car because if they think they could defend themselves and they jump up to defend their girlfriend or their best friend and they get into a fight, they virtually could get killed. And I, I, you know, I want the reality for them to understand. So, like, why would you want to push them through the process and not know the material? And, yeah, you could blame the driving instructor. You can blame the coach, the car, um, the licensing process. However, the fact of the matter is that they have to be out on the road, and no matter what you whine and complain about, if they don't know how to do it the way it's supposed to be done, they're going to get killed. So that's really where yes. our reality comes. We have to, we have to show people and, and get them to understand the concept of what we do. It's not like just getting a grade in math. Who cares, you know, if you get pushed through the grade and you don't know how to do quadratic, quadratic angles. Like, I didn't even know that that was a thing until my daughter told me that's what she was doing for homework last year. Um, and, uh, you know, so basically, you know, so what? She doesn't, she's probably never going to see them or do them again. However, if she doesn't know how to do our martial arts and she gets attacked or if she doesn't know how to drive and, and makes a wrong turn, you know, those are things that could quite possibly be life or death. So I think parents yes. forget. I think they forget the seriousness of what we do, you know, and what, well, why they have in the program. And sometimes we have to remind them, right? Absolutely. And that, and, and that got me thinking uh, about people that their kid has failed and right. never complained. And so right. I actually went back to uh, a few of those and interviewed them and talked to them, and I got a couple of them to write me their experience throughout that whole thing. Um, because right. then what I'm going to do is I'm actually taking those letters, uh, and mm -hmm. I am going to – because we have a strategic thing that we do that we mail out different uh, mailers to our, our, you know, our students, our clients – at different times, obviously, like the two, four, six week, ten week calls. There's two, four, six week uh, 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 letters. I mean, not necessarily those weeks, but uh, right. just to put things into context. So I'm going to make those letters a part of different mailers to go out, so that the parents get them and go, oh, so it is real that my kid can flunk, and here's the best way to look at it. That type of thing. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, though, I, I think that, you know, even though, and, and it's good that you're going to do that, and, and it's good that, you know, the letters will go out and there'll be a bunch of them maybe, um, but the reality is that sometimes um, people won't hear or read those letters until it's, like, for example, no one wants to learn self-defense more than the person who was just raped or beaten up, right? No one, right. No one wants to learn self-defense more than that kid who's getting bullied in school, um, I forget who it was that just recently, I think we talked to either the U or John Gaston, where they talked about a kid coming back to their school because they've been bullied. And then someone said, well, you know, in their head, the instructor was saying, well, maybe if you would have kept him in in the first place, this would have never happened at all. Um, you know, but it's too late because, you know, they, they didn't listen when you told them. So it's important that you're telling them, and that's excellent. But at the same time, sometimes we have to have these real reality-based conversations with people to get them to understand. Just my thought. Right, but I just – yeah, yeah. And I, but if I can uh, educate them prior to, some will suck right. it in. And you're right, some, some won't. Um, so, hey, some other things that I'm thankful for in, in my, my, my studio is my staff. 
and um, how how they they are super supportive of the mission that we have for our school. Uh, I constantly see even when they punched out, I've got a couple of them that uh, kind of a little OCD that they'll go around and they'll they'll straighten the pictures that get crooked. Right. They'll straighten the chairs that get crooked and. And you know that's a that's a minor thing, but they're waiting. Like one of them has a a, a brother that works for me too, and and uh, his brother gets off 15 minutes later than he does usually on Tuesday Thursday night. So he he's already punched out. He's waiting. He's straightening stuff. Um, right. I, countless times I've seen um, you know my instructors walk in from the parking lot. This is when they're coming into work, and they got trash in their hand because there's trash in the parking lot, and they just saw it and they picked it up and they they threw it away and and. Uh, um, and I, I would encourage, you know, one, I would encourage the the owners, school owners, to make sure that, and we do this, we do this every January, but there's a story that I tell about, uh, and I'm not going to go into it quickly, but about a, a CEO of a company who, you know, saw a piece of trash, blah, 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 blah. You know, it wasn't his job to do it, yet he did, you know, and that's that's really the reason why he's the CEO, you know, because he sees what needs to be done and he does it. So he goes above and beyond. So and and so maybe sharing that information with your staff. But I try to when I'm in the studio uh, at the end of every night, um, I try to thank my employees. You know where I'll say you know thank you for your help today, um, or I really appreciate that you did this today. If there's a specific, otherwise, you know I want them to know that I'm thankful for for them because in as much as it's Dwayne Brummett's TriStar Martial Arts Academy. Uh, Dwayne Brummett has not built it. There has been a myriad, uh, a myriad and multitude of people over a, you know, the la- almost 19 years now. Um, it'll be 19 years in February. So almost 19 years now that have helped me, uh, you know, create uh, this studio with the vision that I've had for it. And so I am very thankful for them. So if you as a as a school owner aren't thanking your instructors uh, or program directors on a weekly daily basis you need to they're they're going to work hard for you um, and you don't do it it's not a ploy uh, you don't do it just so that they'll work hard for you but when you do it they see your genuine appreciation especially the ones that have worked other places and it's just expected that they're supposed to do their job and never get a thanks um, you'll right. see a dramatic difference because you are uh, you know dem- demonstrating that uh, to them, and then of course we're coming up to Christmas time. Um, you know, what gifts should you give? You know, to, sh- to demonstrate your thankfulness to them, your appreciation to them. You know, one thing that we I do every year is we have a, a, a sweatshirt. We have a different design that comes out every year, and I buy every single one of my team members a sweatshirt so that they can, you know, whether we have two different colors that they can pick from. But I and they know it. They know that they're going to get the sweatshirt of the year. Uh, type thing, and they're not going to have to buy it. So I buy them that. But then each individual person, I will go and either buy something that is directly related to them, whether it was a good book that I read that year that I thought of them, and go, yep, that's the that's the book that I want to get them. Or it could be a product. Like one year, this was, and I only had guys working for me except for one lady, and I got her something different. Um, I have more ladies now, but. Uh, I, I, it was on TV, those um, uh, wallet clips. Um, right. And I forget what it was, but uh, I got all of them that. And so, and, and plus the T-shirt and what have you. But, uh, you know, it, it's important to try to get something individual, I would say. Um, so that wasn't the only thing that I got them, but then I got them something individual at that time. Uh, again, being a, a, a book or maybe a movie that would, that would uh, speak to them, 
you know, that they would get that type of thing. And, and no, the other thing is know your employees, know what they're into, what they like. You know, I've got a couple that are, um, fanatics about star Wars. You know, I've got some that are, you know, I know my head instructor, his favorite, um, uh, character is, is the flash. Um, right. so, you know, knowing about them and even their music that they like, uh, is going to be helpful because those are the things that you can look into and maybe get them, you know, even if it's an iTunes card or, uh, if it, it you know, you got to know if they have an Android product or uh, an Apple product though. So don't get them an iTunes card if they don't have an Apple product. But anyways, I, I'm, I'm super thankful for my staff, my team, um, and how they, they support me and our vision so that we can continue to move forward. Cause as they help me grow, cause they do, they allow me to the, the ability to be able to grow then that allows them room to grow as well because as as I start to move up, they can also move up with me. Right. Yeah, and you know what? I you know it's funny. I, I do the same thing, but you know it's interesting at in how you bring it up, and and you know I want to the listeners to think like you know hey, there's nothing wrong with if you don't have a team, you could recognize some of those those outstanding students that may help all the time, or if um or the parents. Have, yeah, or I was just gonna say, or the parents of those people or the parents that help in the lobby or the ones that are most committed to recommending and referring you, um, you know, a, a letter of thanks goes a long way. And by the way, one thing I do suggest is don't ever take it personal. If you make the effort as an instructor to give those gifts or give out something nice and you don't even get a thank you in response. My mom's funny that way. I wrote a book called The Five Gateways to Happiness. Um, still available for free. All you have to do is pay shipping and handling if you want. You can go to my website, lininja.com. It's a small little book about, you know, how to enhance your happiness. It's not just for depressed people. It's for people who just want to be happier or, <laughs> or, you know, or get rid of stress. I think that some people are like, I'm happy. Why do I need this book? Well, if you're happy, this will make you even happier. Um, but anyway, it's interesting at how um, – Sometimes my, I talk about my mom in the book where she'll hold a door and then someone won't say thank you and she gets all angry. And I go, Ma, why'd you hold the door? Well, I wanted to let him in and be nice. I go, well, you were. And then, and then they were rude and they didn't respond. I'm going, but Ma, you didn't have to do the door. You, you shouldn't have expectations on what the response will be. So um, you did it for you. And you did it because you want to be nice, but you didn't do it because you're going to get a response and a thank you. So sometimes, and in the past, I've struggled where I bought all my team stuff and I don't even get a thank you. Or one year, I mailed out, and this is when I had like 1,400 students in my school. I mailed out 1,400 CDs. It was an interview that Tom, Tony Robbins did with a lady on how to really educate children and be connected to them the best. And I thought the interview was amazing. So I sent out a Christmas card with the CD you know, 1,400 of them. It cost me a lot of money to send them out, and, um, and uh, you know, I didn't get one thank you. Now, I don't wow. know how many people did, didn't listen to it. I don't know how many people didn't, you know, didn't even open it. Um, but the thing is, though, I didn't do it to get a thank you. I did it because I wanted to. And I'm hoping that 150, 200 of those people listened to it and were like, wow, it's, this is great. You know, that's, that's the reason why we do what we do. We teach, we give. Well, you we know love. why. You, you, you know why you didn't get a thank you, right? Now, why? Well, because uh, wasn't that the postal carrier that got caught that, that was throwing it all in the woods? And No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, and you know, that, that, you know what? You're very well. You, honestly, though, could be the case, though, right? And that, that, that you know, that's Well, I'm just, that was the first thing that I thought of. I'm like, how in the world do you send out 1,400 of them and not even get, not even get one person to walk up to you and say thanks for the gift? 
I'm thinking well, I had, it was sabotage. <laughs> yeah, I had some people say, hey, I got it. I never had anyone really come up to me and say thank oh, you that okay. it was a you know, but anyway, I, you know, you're right, though, and, and sometimes, though, we don't know. Like, you know, like this mom who was mad at me for the Shi'i because she didn't get her times, and I said, ma'am, we had it on the door, we had it on Facebook, we had it on the website. I'm like, you know, and, you know, but at the same time, you know, what is it that she's looking at? You know, what, what are, what is she, where is she going? Why is it that we didn't communicate? And I get her, and I want to say to those people sometimes, my old school mindset is, why don't you just get the hell out of here? You know, if you don't appreciate what we do. <laughs> No, but then there's a side of me, that business side, the, you know, the e-myth mentality where I want to find out what every issue is so I can make my customer service better. But I can tell you one thing. The, the better we become at customer service and servicing our customers, the more they expect from us and the more scrutiny we put ourselves under, too. So be prepared for that as a school owner. The better you become, the more people expect. The better your customer service is, the more, you know, hey, listen, Dwayne, you gave that guy a free, a free you, get, you know, giving him a check back because he didn't, um, he wasn't happy or whatever, you missed the time. You know, next time they might expect you to buy him a weekend away at, you know, Disney World. You know, and the weekend after that, they're going to you know, who knows? Well, no, I, yeah, well, you're right, but I, I, I kind of forced the check on him. He's like, no, that's all right. You know, it was a mistake, and she's still getting to do it, so we ought to pay. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that, but I will feel better knowing that, you know, I did what I could do to rectify the situation. Not only did she get to perform, and she actually did fairly well uh, right. against two belts higher than her, but I also, you know, because I think that there's two levels of responsibility. One is to admit the mistake, but then two is to be able to go and, and rectify it if you can. I, I tell a story to my kids uh, at the studio that, um, and it's part of one of my speeches that I do, but the fact that we've got a, a fair that happens uh, in this town every single year, and it was about the time that my son was able to go out and hang out with his friends there, and, and so we let him do it. And he wanted some money for uh, what I call dinner, you know, because it was in between lunch and dinner. And so, you know, I gave him 20 bucks, and I said, I expect change, and we're going to meet at this time, and blah, 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 blah. So we meet him at 6 o'clock or whatever it is at the, at the Ferris wheel, and sure enough, he's there on time, and, and that's exactly what he gives me. He gives me change, and I'm like, dude, I gave you 20 bucks. Where's my money? And he right. says, well, Dad, my, you know, this friend didn't have any money, and this one didn't have enough. And I said, son, I'm glad to hear that you're generous. But the problem is you were generous with my money. And he goes, Dad, I'm sorry. I said, yeah. well, I, you know, he goes, will you, he goes uh, you know, will you forgive me? I said, absolutely, son, I'll forgive you. I said, but we still have a problem. I'm out money. And he said, yeah. well, when we, when we get home, he goes, I can give you the money out of my wallet. I said, okay, that's fair. So there's, you know, there's one part of responsibility that you, um, you know, you accept or you own the responsibility. But the next part of that is that you have to be able to fix it or rectify it if you can. And so uh, that's what I feel like I, I, I try to do is I did do that with him. You know, I said, I apologize. I, you know, it's my responsibility. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? He's like, absolutely. And I said, you know, and I also want to give you your, your money back. Um, and, uh, and, and so and I think that that's great. You know, one of my mentors has always told me, and I, and I really try to live by this with my studio and myself, but he, he talked about being remarkable. And everything that you do, be remarkable. And if you think about the word uh, being remarkable, uh, it, it, it has, you know, has all to do with, not just partly, but all to do with being memorable. When you are remarkable, you are remembered for the things that you say or do or the interaction that you have. You know, I want that, in that instance, I want that to be remarkable. I want him to go, wow, not only did he take responsibility, but he went above and beyond because I told him, you know, look, it's, it's fine. 
And so that's, you know, and one of the other things that uh, my mentor always told me too was that uh, when you apologize, you need to apologize three times. So meaning that you, you know, you face-to-face, you apologize to them and ask for forgiveness, but then you also write a letter and say, you know, hey, thank you for forgiving me again. I'm so sorry, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then the third time is when you see them again, you just say, hey, did you get my letter? Yes, I did. You know, I, I just want to again personally thank you for forgiving me right. um, because that's being remarkable. Um, and I love, I love that uh, idea. So school owners out there, I guess, I, you know, we're, we're talking about a bunch of different things, our problems, our highs, our lows this year, and the things that we're, uh, that we're thankful for. Um, make sure that you, you, you try to look at the good um, in that. Oh, and I was going to quickly say about your book, you're, when you spoke about your book, it's not just for people that are depressed. It reminds me of one thing that Zig Ziglar said was he said, uh, he goes, I have people that come up to me all the time that say, man, when I'm down, I play your CDs or play your tapes uh, back right. then, right? And uh, he goes, and then it lifts me up. And he says, well, that's all well and good. He said, but you should uh, be listening to it when you're up because it's going right. to help keep you up so that you don't get down. And so those type of books that you're talking about with regards to yours, is it's not just a book to get you out of the muck, but it's really also designed to when you're out of the muck still to keep you motivated so that you don't actually get in the muck. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like when I, you know, when I went to Tony Robbins seminars, I went when I was on a total high and it brought me to an even higher level of high, you know? Um, But you know, when you're depressed, it's kind of digging you out of the hole and getting you on surface on the ground, ground level. Um, So you're right. You know, you got to You got to, Stay positive and then enhance your positivity by even more positive stuff. So you're you're right, and and you know I'm I'm thankful. I'll give you one last thing. I'm really thankful that we um, we became friends. I'm really thankful that uh, we do our podcast and and you know we developed our next level school owner club together. And um, you know I'm just excited to be able to chat with you on Mondays. It, it motivates me. Even John Gaston, who was on our last two calls, uh, the two parter, um, you know he said, "Wow, I left and I was like on fire when I." went back to my school that kind of thing so this is quite quite powerful let's uh, let's continue and thank you Dwayne for being my friend yeah and I want to th- my pleasure man it's 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 it really is it's my honor to be your friend um and I, I think too um and I know I speak for you when I say this we're thankful for this platform that it allows you know the the technology nowadays allows us to be able to have a podcast where you know two martial arts school owners could get together share um, their hurts, their pains, their ideas, uh, things that work, things that don't work with not just people in the United States, but all over the world that get to listen to this podcast. So we're thankful for that platform. Also, obviously, the opportunities that we have listeners that give us feedback and and, uh, let us know what they like and what they don't like. And uh, so uh, I just want to remind everyone that you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and also an Android device by going to schoolownertalk.com. Uh, I, I do want to say that uh, Allie and I have a, a webinar that is coming up that will help you uh, succeed for 2017. You can find that information also at schoolownertalk.com. It'll be a free webinar for uh, for you guys. I believe it's going to be December 1st, if I'm not mistaken. I believe we discussed that it's going to be Thursday, December 1st. Uh, at 12:30 Eastern Standard Time. I know the last time we did it, we we advertised one time and we got on at a different time. But it will be at at 10:30, or excuse me, I, I'm screwing up. 12:30 Eastern Standard Time for um, that live 
webinar. And there will obviously be a recording as well if you're not able to make it, but you do need to register as if you are going to be on the live webinar. And if you can't make it, then we'll email you the uh, replay. Allie, any, any final thoughts before we end our, our Thanksgiving call? Nope, I love it. Everything was awesome. I think it was great. Everyone, enjoy your time with your family and friends over this uh, over this holiday. Holiday, demonstrate your thankfulness to them, and uh, we'll speak to everybody on our next podcast. Bye, Allie. Take care, Dwayne. See you soon. Take care, everyone.